Welcome back to the Tell Them You Mean Business podcast. With us today is Mike Wojciechowski, the Milwaukee Admiral's Vice President of Business Development. Wojo is here to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the Milwaukee Admirals, talk about the upcoming predictions for the season, and tell some hilarious stories from his 40-year career with the Admirals. Also on this episode, listen to a case result reading about a client who was injured after being rear-ended on a highway off-ramp by a pickup truck. Stay tuned for all this and more here on this episode of Tell Them You Mean Business. Well, we're back, and I'm excited to have Wojo, the VP of Business Development for the Milwaukee Admirals, with me today. Welcome. It's great being here. We are so happy you're here. We've had an ongoing relationship with the Admirals for the last nine years, and we absolutely love the Admirals. And as a backstory, as you know, Wojo, Harris Turr, the owner of the Admirals, and I met when I was an 18-year-old freshman in college at Madison. So we go back even farther than that, and I just couldn't be happier that you've taken time out of your busy schedule to be here today. It's my pleasure. This is great. So tell us what you do uh, for the Admiral specifically, and how in the world does someone that looks as young as you have a 40-year history already at the Milwaukee Admirals? How in the world can that happen? Oh, yeah. I tell you what. It, it, I, the next day I work will be the first time I've actually called it a job because it's just been a labor of love for a really, really long time. And uh, it's you know it's just been a, it's been a great time. I yeah, mean, I've I've really really enjoyed it all. And uh, when you look at what I do, it's kind of in a nutshell. I, it's it's really calmed down from many many years ago when it was like pretty much everything. Right. Um. And now, uh, I still uh, sell sponsorships. I'm part of a committee that puts together all of our promotions. I buy all of our advertising. Um. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. After forty years, you're the jack of all trades. What's great about it is is that the trends, you know, I mean, I, I look back at some old files and way back in the eighties and nine, early nineties, we were spending the Admiral's budget. We were spending a, almost $200,000 on newspaper, Yeah, you know, and, and, and you'd buy newspaper. And then as the internet came up and everything started running more digitally and everything else, then what they do is you, they ask you to buy about a hundred thousand dollars worth of digital advertising, but then they give you all the newspaper you, you wanted. Yeah. If you, if you bought it that. So the, the the trends in buying advertising have been been sensational. Been yeah, so much so fun. It's crazy because I've been here at Hupie and Abraham for 30 years. And when I started, the primary mode of advertising was the yellow pages. A lot of the people that are going to listen to this podcast probably don't even know what a yellow pages is anymore because the, no one gets them. And if you get them, you throw them away because you don't you don't need them. But it's and and the one thing like the Admirals and like Hupie and Abraham. If you don't stay on top of the trends and you don't get on it early and you let it pass you by, you you can really be passed by because oh, it changes and changes and changes. I, I want to go back, though. I want to go before the Milwaukee Admirals. What were you doing? And then tell us, how did you get to the Admirals? And and tell us about that. It, it, it was real simple. Uh, one day, Phil Whitliff, who was a GM, uh, VP GM of the Admirals, came into the Goodyear store uh, at, at Bayshore. Okay. And I sold him four tires for his car. And Walsam threw a sales presentation, and at the end of it, he said, wow, you're a pretty good salesman. I said, eh, whatever. He goes, you know who I am? I said, yeah, you're Phil Whitliff, the general manager of the Admirals. He goes, if you ever want to sell season tickets, if you, if you ever want to sell season tickets for the Admirals or, or work for the Admirals, here's my card. Give me a call. That was it. And then when did you call? Uh, I, I had taken a, um, a job um, uh, after Goodyear. Uh, the Charles Lebowski Tire Company hired me away. Uh -huh. So I went to work there for about a year. And one day I said, you know what? I've had enough of the tire business. And uh, 
I called Phil. He said, come on down. And I was working for the Admirals like six hours later. I can remember as a kid going to the Admiral games. I mean, it was since we obviously didn't have the what, NHL team. Mm -hmm. It's been a staple in this community. And it, it's been fun. It, great family entertainment, exciting stuff. I mean, you guys really, even going back as far as I can remember, have always done fun things to make it family friendly. I've been blessed to work for the Pettits. And then when, you know, the team was owned by a trust and Harris came up and bought us, I, it, it, it's incredible. They're, they're the same in being, they're so benevolent and so wonderful in the community. And they, they, they you know, every uh, cause, he, Harris hops on every cause, just like Jane Pettit did. And, yeah. and it, it was incredible, but they're two differing views, viewpoints. Um, when you worked uh, for Lloyd and Jane, it was always, we can't embarrass Lloyd and Jane. So we do crazy, some crazy promotions and stuff. And Jane would call me the next day and say, uh, well, which, um, what was what did, was that that we did last night? And <laughs> so what we used to do then, and in, 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 uh, um, we would put risky promotions in February and March because that's when they spent time in Florida. Oh, that's so funny. So we would do risky promotions in February and March. I, the one night that I, I saw my job pass before my eyes is we, we brought in Tiny Tim for a um, – Again, most you know most of our viewers would say, "What's a tiny Tim?" We brought in Tiny Tim for a uh, a playoff game, first round okay. playoff game. We always had a hard time drawing in the playoffs, and we had nine thousand people for a Friday night, Good Friday, a playoff game with Tiny Tim. And literally, I got a call. I call. I got paged up to the Pettit suite. I said, uh, "Mr. and Mrs. Pettit would like to see you right now." And I went running up there. Went, "Oh my gosh, you know, they're gonna. I'm gonna get a promotion. I'm gonna get a raise. <laughs> Life is great." I mean, I just you know. We have a, one of our biggest playoff crowds ever, and they said, "What's this Tiny Tim stuff?" I went, "We never again will we have an act like this." I said, "Okay, I'm sorry." You know, one of those. That is so apparently, funny. they didn't like tiptoe through the tulips. I guess I don't know. How did it come about that you, with the games, then brought in concerts and did all that stuff? How did that all come about? You know, I'll credit the late great Dick Hackett at the Brewers, who was way ahead of his time. I mean, years before anybody was doing anything sports marketing, anything additional to the game. If you were base, if you were a Brewer fan, you had you had to enjoy baseball because there was nothing going on other than the game. Right. Well, Dick introduced a post-game country show. Okay. And and we when we got to the Bradley Center, I I went knocked on the doors of the powers that be and said, I want to start doing concerts. I want to do at least one a year, maybe two a year. How can we make it easy to set up a stage or you know, ten minutes, fifteen minutes after the game, boom, we're on. What can we do? And and we started doing one, two, sometimes three, and and you now we've got up to five. Uh, you're now with Harris. Wow, you have done five concerts in one year. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Absolutely. Are the concert nights where you get the absolute biggest crowd, or is there a different kind of a promotion yearly that ends up being the biggest crowd for the Admirals? Winter hats are huge. Um, you know, we've done a lot of. I, you know, it's really there's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes you okay. just wonder. Uh, you know, there's always going to be the two games a year where it surprises you. You, you look out there and go, wow. I guess they like what we're doing tonight. It could be the littlest thing or it could be the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, concert nights are, are huge for us. They really aren't. And plus what's great about those is we bring in a fan that probably hasn't seen a game before in a lot right. of cases. And they say, wow, that was great. Oh, you know, we had a 7-6 concert game one night. And it was like, and the phone was ringing off the hook with people buying tickets for another game Yeah, uh, coming up. So it was wonderful. Well, the best thing about it, and I encourage anyone that's listening to our podcast, if you have not been to a Milwaukee Admirals game, you have to go. It is super exciting. It's fast-paced. It's exciting to watch. I know people like the fights. I'll always like the fights. Um, but it, there's just a lot going on, and it's quick action. So it's easy for your kids to stay focused on the game because there's all this stuff going on. I love baseball. 
Um, I'm a huge Brewer fan, season ticket holder. You know, but sometimes after a nine inning, one to nothing game, and you're there three and a half hours, you know, it's hard. You're you're a little antsy. You don't have that same kind of experience when you're watching a hockey game. The good thing about hockey is the, is a physical nature in the game, and if the game is played properly, and I'm not talking about fights here. I'm talking about guys just really hitting each other hard, and and, and you know, it, it it's a very physical game, and you can get a one nothing or two one three to two hockey game, and you go, wow, what a great night that was. Yeah. it's just incredible. But it doesn't seem slow, even if it's one nothing or exactly. six to five. No. There's just so much action going on throughout yeah. the game. Okay, I was told early in your career. There's something called the Toledo story. I know nothing about oh, it, gosh. but I've been told I have to ask about it. Yeah, they it's... must know my my sharp staff. They said you have to ask about this, so I need to hear it. I was spoiled. The first, uh, the second, my second year with the Adams, my first full season, we were fortunate enough to get to the Turner Cup Finals. Okay, and uh, we were playing the Toledo Gold Diggers, and and we, uh, I took a we were when the reporters who don't normally cover us on the road, okay, wanted to come on the trip, so. Phil Whitliffe said, hey, you're going to take care of the reporters, and let's go to, we're going to go to Toledo for the playoffs. So we did. So I uh, asked our PR director where we should sit, and he said, uh, the booth over there is yours. So Don Burke uh, and Rel Boucher, two veteran sports writers, and I were in a room in a, about a six-foot cube, like we were kind of jammed in. And it was about a minute and a half or two before face-off. And the owner of Toledo uh, came up and said, what are you guys doing in my box? He said, uh, Mike told us we're supposed to sit up here. <laughs> I, and he said, well, you can't. I said, well, these are reporters from Milwaukee covering the game, so uh, you need to leave. So I said, well, where do you expect us to go? He goes, I really don't care, you, and bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> and he hauled off and, uh, and, and smacked me. He smacked you? Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was great. It was just, so they, as a joke, told you to go sit in there, and they knew you were going to get razzed, or they had no, no idea? No, I had no idea. To... The PR director, everybody was just like, are you kidding? I mean, it was, it was bad. The league put sanctions down. All kinds of crazy stuff happened, but it was... It was it was an interesting night in front of all the Milwaukee reporters. Yeah, and then and then to, to boot, we lost the game. It was game five. We lost the game. It was the series was tied at two. We lost it sixteen to four. And I was uh, literally, um, I, the the um, Toledo owner told the security in the building that I assaulted him first. So police all around the building were looking for me. I was I got sanctuary in our dressing room and sat in our dressing room. And they, the team snuck me out. We were flying back to Milwaukee from Toledo that night to play game six, which we eventually lost. The team snuck me out of the arena in the stick bag. They put, they put hockey sticks on the back, <laughs> laid me on top, left a, a little room for me no to breathe. Yes, way. carried me and, and, and literally put me in the bottom of the bus. Got me to the, got to the airport. They were going to put the sticks on the conveyor belt. They took me out first and then got on the plane. That is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Did anything? Did he ever get arrested or anything ever happen? I well, he, again, he had leaked some league sanctions. He got fined. It was, uh, but it was it was interesting. That is crazy. It was an interesting night. Wow, I, I cannot believe that. That is a great story. No wonder why they wanted me to ask about the. Yeah, there you story. go. I never heard that. That is that is unbelievable. Okay, what is the besides this? I mean, that that sounds like the craziest thing that's ever happened. But what is the craziest thing you've ever had to do during an Admirals game? Oh, there's a lot of crazy things. I mean, from you know. I stopped the human hockey puck forever. But at the end of the day, it was uh, we had 17,000-plus people at uh, at the Village People where we came back to play. Love the Village uh, and, People. Yeah, said, and it was it was a, a big, big promo, promo night. Uh, we rented a stage. We were going to put them right in center ice, and we're hanging out with the Village People. And before they would leave to go onto the stage, we had to 
sing Waltzing Matilda with them. You had to pass a joint with them. And I, there was one other thing. And so literally, I'm like, guys, they're waiting for you out there. The stage is ready. And they're like, oh, Joe, we can't. We, you know what's Waltzing Matilda? I said, I guess I can fake my way through. We got to sing it. So we're singing Waltzing. I'm like, he goes, okay. Then, then one guy lights up a doob, and they're passing it around the room. Oh, and they hand it God. to me, and I go, we're not going on without it. I went, but I didn't inhale. But it was the way it was. That is, I was the human hockey puck one yes, time. You, yes, you were. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I, I think I was at the other end of catching you. Yeah, that, that was super fun. The, 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 craziest, the other crazy story is we partnered with um, a 93QFM to do a um, you know celebrity hockey. Okay. Little did I know until like the night before that one of the celebrities that was procured was Lorencia Ben Benick. Really? Yeah. So again, they'd been promoting it on the station for that whole week, but I hadn't heard the promos. And we had Jerry Springer. So we had Jerry Springer and Lorenzo Ben Benedict were two of the so anyway, we uh, we sold we we had a walk up, a record walk up that night. We sold we sold over six thousand tickets on a Saturday night and a walk up to have over fourteen thousand in the building for the celebrity hockey. The next morning my phone rings and Jane Pettit saying, Whoa, Joe, can you tell me why we had a convicted murderer <laughs> on my ice last night? Hmm. So I did whatever you did I pass the buck? I said, I, did, I had no idea the radio station did it, which was true. But I, you know, I could probably could have stopped it. But I mean, look at all these people like, yeah. And, and the line of people that wanted to meet her and get her autograph, we had her sitting in regular seats. We had to move her into a suite at the end of the first period because it was just ridiculous. That is crazy. Oh. On, on a different note and, and a really amazing story, uh, tell us about this live prostate screening that you did for men's health awareness i think it was in the game in november of 2014 and you know to credit to you you actually saved some lives i've oh, heard as a result of this incredible so, uh, so let's talk i mean this it, is it, really it, was, it was probably one of the most rewarding things we ever did you know everybody's talks november and i think it's a great thing I, you know guys grow facial hair they do they call the attention to uh you know men's health so we're sitting at a radio station brainstorming and one of the guys at the radio station says too bad we can't do a live prostate exam and i said why can't we and they said, well, who? I said, I'm in. You know, and I, you know, and, and during the games, I kind of sitting in a secluded booth anyway. So they said, you really are. I said, so we literally, you know, Harris always has been the, the guy, that, let's, let's get crazy, do outlandish stuff. So what's more outlandish than that? So literally I went out, we did, had my uh, 90 seconds of fame for my live prostate exam. And um, it was really, really didn't realize the impact until, I mean, first of all, I did, over 30 interviews nationwide, Jim Rome and other guys sure. did interviews all over the country. You're really not going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to do this. You know, they, and it was, it was unbelievable. My, my week, you know, our PR director, Charlie, kept walking and said, hey, Woj, can I trouble you for one more interview? Can you do two more interviews? So it was, it was phenomenal. And, and at the end of the day, um, it, was, uh, it was received really, really well. I, got, uh, I was cutting my, raking my leaves, cutting my grass for the last time, and a car stops in front of my house. And this woman comes up to me. And she hugs me. And I said, and I'm like, well, you're a handsome guy. I know. I said, can I, I said, can I help you? She goes, I just want to tell you. She goes, but she walks, can I hug you? I said, what's, she said, my husband and I were at the game last week and we're there for your live prostate exam. I nudged him. I said, when's the last time you were at a doctor? He said, oh, I'm fine. It's been years. Went to the doctor. They asked him to do a stress test. They asked him to do something else. On the on the day she came over and gave me a hug, he just got off the operating table with three bypasses. Crazy. Would never have gone to the doctor had I not been a goofy 
jerk and done that, but at least a half a dozen, at least a half a dozen similar stories. A wow. couple of prostate cancers, a heart thing, and, and a couple other things. And how did you come up with that and all these other promotions you do? How, well, you how know, did you come up with those? Well, because every year we did a Movember night. Every year we we call attention to men's health by our guys grew beards and it was it was fun. It was a nice social did did well at the at the very beginning of social media. Um, it was really a nice, it was kind of a fun, nice thing to do. But it, it cut, you know, doing a live prostate exam cuts through the clutter. I mean, you know, if you want to call attention to men's health, guess yeah. what? That that's gonna cut through the clutter. Yeah. So every year do you try to come up with something new and how do you find it? Or now you've pretty much done everything and you just kind of fine tune what, what you're already we, doing. We really tune into what everybody else is doing because face it, all the best stuff is swiped. Yeah. I mean, you know, I look around the league now and you have, you have, you know, 13 teams doing post-game concerts. You have all kinds of other things that we've done in the past. And, and you know, I, I'm not, believe me, I am not too proud to steal from somebody that yeah. had a great idea. So, um, no, and we have a, really gifted promotional committee. I mean, with people a lot younger to me that know what's hip and what's not right. hip and, and everything else. So at the end of the day, what's really great is we all get together and we, we throw some things around and, and we, we come up with crazy stuff and, it, and, it, and it's fun. Well, you guys have done it right. And you know, you have because of, first of all, the fun you're having, all the fans you get. And when, when the other teams start copying what you're doing, you know you're doing it right. We have that same problem here. I've got a great marketing team. Yep. My competition copies us. And it's frustrating, but you know what? If you're doing it right, other people are going to copy you. No question. I want to talk about some of the things you've got coming up this year in the concerts. You have, I think, four concerts coming up this year. I don't know if you know the dates. I have the dates here, mm -hmm. but it looks like... Uh, why don't you tell the listeners what we've got coming up this year for the Admirals. First of all, Happy New Year. Can't believe it's 2023. Um, we know it's going to be a great year for the Admirals and for us, but let's talk about what you've got going on for your fans this year. We actually consider it five concerts, Jason. We have um, Russell Dickerson uh, on uh, March the 10th, another great country show. And then we're bringing the Dropkick Murphys. This will be the fourth time we brought uh, the Dropkick Murphys, and they're coming during their St. Patrick's Day tour. Okay. And uh, uh, they're just wildly popular the other times we've had them, and, and they're in just a great show. And then uh, something new with Stone Temple Pilots on the on, on April fourteenth. Yeah, that's a big name. Oh yeah, no question. And we're and we're really happy with the series. It, it's it's great. It's uh, it's a nice mix. And how long does the season go? Oh, April sixteenth is our last game, and then playoffs on top of that. Knock on wood. And how good is the team going to be this year? The team has been really, really good so far. I, I mean, we've really played well, and and you know, it's it really comes down to if Nash if Nashville can stay healthy. And we don't have to. It, it, we don't care if one of our guys gets called up because he's playing really well. Yeah. Because they'll send somebody back to us to replace that guy. That was up in the up in the yeah NHL, exactly. So. so that we don't mind that as much. But when when they get somebody hurt and we have to send somebody up, and then we have to bring we have to call somebody up from the East Coast League. That's a whole other story. Yeah. So. I get it. Yeah. Well, as I said early on, you know, we have been a sponsor of the Admirals since I think next year will be or this year will be our ten year anniversary. And we've done a ton of fun things. I'm just looking at my notes here. We've sponsored the Zamboni. Uh, we've sponsored the Community Give Back Program. Uh, we've done the Admiral Ship Sponsor, where we put kids uh, as the captain of the ship each game. I know I've had friends and employees that have done that. And obviously, we have some booths out in the concourse handing out stuff. 
But this year we're doing something new that we're super excited about. And it's the game opening siren where yep. the fans get a chance to crank the siren. Tell us about that. Well, first of all, we appreciate everything you and Abraham have done for us. They're just an, it's been an incredible partnership. And yeah, that right before the game starts, uh, the anthems are done. We uh, we tell people not to get hit in the head with a puck. Uh, you know, I, I, as a as a personal injury lawyer, you could probably appreciate that. Yeah. And then uh, we tell them that, and then uh, and then we uh, introduce the person that uh, does the Hupin Abraham siren, and they, uh, they 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 crank the siren for eight to ten seconds, and then we then we get start the game. Awesome. Well, we're so grateful for the Admirals for what you do. You know, as I said, growing up myself, I love going to the games. I don't get to as many now as I used to, but it really was a super fun experience every time I went. I love you guys. I love Harris. I think what you put forth for the fans is just such a unique, awesome experience. And when I'm there and I see people in the stands, everyone is having fun. Everyone is excited. And you just do so many things to keep everyone engaged. So you should be proud of everything you've done. And Wojo, I cannot believe you have been there 40 years. That yeah. is just wild. It'll be 40. Yeah, it'll be 41 pretty soon. So, oof. And how long do you think you're going to continue working? You for know, this I don't know. You know, I, I still really, really, really enjoy what I do. And I've, you know, it's really crazy is that literally, literally most of my friends are, have retired in the last year. So they're all like, come on, what are you? I said, you know what? I still love it. You know, yeah. I, I still love what I do. And, and the people I've talked to, including my own brother, said to me, I said, you know, he retired at 53, I think, and has done a lot of charity work and traveled a lot and a lot of other things. And I said, I said, I don't know. I'm just not feeling the itch to. And he said, from someone who retired too early, stay as long as you're able. Yeah. And I always say, and that's just the way it is. That's how I felt throughout this last 30 years. When you love what you do, it really doesn't feel like work, which, which makes exactly. coming to work every day Absolutely. You know, so much easier. You know, and it's it, and the, literally, you know, you, I sit there and, and look around every night and some of the crazy promotions and some of the fun we, we do. And, you know, you, I feel because I, I still do, I still run the game operations from up top. So I call the shots for videos and all the other stuff. You feel like Geppetto up there. Dad, you know, <laughs> you, know you want to play some dance music. Dance, everyone, dance. Yeah, or sing, awesome. you know, it's great because you can literally um, tell everybody to make noise. And it's like, wow, you know, you, you, you literally can, you can may, uh, kind of force people to have a good time. Yeah. You, you can even see the people that get there at the beginning. The husband obviously wanted to come to the game and the wife's got a good book. And the first four minutes of the game, she's, and then we get a shot of her on the Jumbotron and then we're going, oh, and, you know, and then, and then yeah. later on in the game, we come back to him and it's a kiss camera or a smile cam or yeah. something else crazy. And now she's having, having big fun dancing yeah. to the music. Well, it's got to be fun for you to direct that and then you can see the smiles. Yes. I mean, what a great thing to do something and then see the smiles. You get that immediate feedback that what you're doing is working. No question. Well, we're not going to let you leave until we finish the podcast with the with a little game we play. It's okay. called the Hupy Hot Seat. This one is going to have kind of an ice, slip, and fall safety uh, twist to it. So today we're going to see if we can ice Wojo out of the special winter segment of Hupy Hot Seat. Wojo will have to answer three questions about winter ice and snow safety. And we'll just see. It's a fun thing. See how many you get right. So how many people per year are injured as a result of falling on ice or snow? A, 500,000. B, a million, or C, 1.5 million? I would say B. You're right, a million. And thankfully, it's not people on the Admiral's ice. You know, for somebody that does a lot of his job on ice, you don't do, I mean, you stay away as much as you can. Yeah. Which type of road is most likely to have black ice? Highways, 
residential roads or bridges and overpasses. Bridges and overpasses. Yeah, that's right. That was kind of an easy one. I, the, cl- the clue is, is when you're driving over a bridge or overpass, yeah, a big sign that says, maybe slippery yeah. on bridge and overpass. But we don't want to make it too hard. We uh, want to exa- leave you no, feeling good about exactly yourself. Exactly right. Okay. And here I even have a little asterisk that says, bridges and overpasses are particularly dangerous because temperatures drop rapidly on elevated surfaces, hence the signs as we're driving. Exactly down. right. Which of the four household items will not help you melt ice on your sidewalk? Sand, sugar, vinegar, or beet juice? Beet juice. No, vinegar. vinegar. I would have guessed I... beet juice too because it seems so strange. You just would think it has to be beet juice. But the answer is vinegar, and vinegar will lower the ice's ice's melting point, but it doesn't melt ice like salt or the other alternatives. Wow. So you did extremely well. You got two of the three right. But we had to have something to stump you, or, or it would just be too darn oh, easy. No, that that was great. Right. Well, Joe, I, I can't thank you enough for, for no, coming here today. No. It was a treat to hear your fun stories, to hear someone so passionate about what they've done over the last 40 years, especially for such a great organization like the Admirals. And we just feel so lucky to be partnered with you guys. We've had a great time. You deliver everything we ask. When our when our clients and or employees go there, they always have a great time. So thanks for making the partnership so easy. Thank you so much for having us and everything you do for the Admirals. Our client was rear-ended on a highway off-ramp during snowy weather conditions. He was driving slowly on the ramp when he was rear-ended by a pickup truck. Our client suffered whiplash-type injuries and neck pain. The insurance company offered $45,000 to settle the case. Attorney Rob Dommel filed a lawsuit and settled the case at mediation for $70,000. This settlement covered all the accident-related medical bills and included a fair amount for our clients' pain and suffering. To view more cases like this, visit hupi.com under the results section. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tell Them You Mean Business podcast. If you want more information about the topics covered on this podcast, visit hupi.com or email info at hupi.com. And as always, if you're injured in an accident, be sure to call Hupi and Abraham at 800-800-5678 to tell them you mean business.